Hi again, everybody. This is the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different areas, different niches, who are all making big moves in their space. Uh, We've talked to athletes, we've talked to business leaders, and we've talked to artists. Um, We're going to do that today, and uh, you're going to, I think, come away with some really good actionable items and and hear a little bit about um, this person's like we always do about their story and and some of the things that um, that are maybe transferable into your own life so uh, uh, we're in for a real treat today just before we jump into that a, a couple of quick things that um, we uh, we have to kind of hit first is uh, if you've been listening to the podcast for a bit you know that jazz HR is one of our supporters um, if you are a small or medium-sized company and now that things are starting to open back up again some places are looking at how do we fill jobs really quickly and and they help you do that it's a it's a applicant tracking system that does a bunch of things everything from helping you advertise helping you track the the candidates um, discuss things communicate with the candidates and actually go through the interview process so um, if you're uh, if that sounds like you go to www.bigideabigmoves.com and uh, take a look at jazz hr the other thing is is that um, we are really excited that we have um, things to, to help on the other side of the business in that um, if you're an employee maybe somebody who's out of work right now um, or are thinking of making some transitions then uh, there is a, a course that you can uh, um, get a preview linked to on the website as well um, that will help you look at your LinkedIn profile, look at your resume uh, and prepare for those interviews over the next little while. So um, lots of people getting ready to do that. So, so take advantage of it. And again, it's um, www.bigideabigmoves.com and, uh, and hopefully that'll help you out. I'm really excited today. We have uh, Danny Dusat with us today. Um, she is a rising artist on the pop and R&B scene. So uh, her sound is is really something all her own. So you, hopefully you'll be able to listen to it. If you haven't yet, you'll be able to listen to it after this for sure. Um, but she's drawn comparisons to artists like Halsey. So um, so that's that's pretty cool as well. Which we'll ask her about that. Um, she's a proud songwriter. And she's recently released um, some new music and been featured in uh, a number of events. One of them um, was a a quarantine drive-in recently with some big names attached to it. So we'll talk to her about that. Um, She's also an international fitness model and model um, and has worked with some of the most influential designers around the world. So um, so some really cool stuff that we're going to talk about today. But but thank you, first of all, Danny, for, uh, for joining us. Really appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you so much, Jamie. Excited to uh, be here with you in this virtual space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were talking about before this is uh, it's a little different for everybody. I guess, um, you know, you were talking about how you normally have this packed calendar because of the type of work you do. And uh, it's yeah. given you maybe some time to, to do things a little differently. Yeah, you know what? This time, as much as it's changed a lot, um, there's, you know, things that are obviously negatives, but I like to draw positives from all, all things that happen because, you know, the world is ever changing as it is. So, yeah, um, yeah definitely. Um, it, it allowed me to focus on some, some things that were very important to me in, from the beginning. So the time was well spent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And, and that's the thing I think people are finding that they can be productive in different ways right now, which, um, you know, we'll, we'll go into a little bit. Well, one of the things exactly. that, um, I, th- I thought we could start out a, a little bit is that, um, I think people assume, you know, you come from uh, this kind of music background and modeling background and all those things and, and fashion, um, that, uh, that you're automatically 
completely this kind of urban person. And uh, from what I understand, I, I, I think you, you come from roots that are a little bit different than that. Can you, can you kind of talk about kind of how you got here, but also maybe, you know, how things were, were kind of different um, than they, they might assume? Yeah, I mean, um, so I, I was fortunate enough that I grew up with a very musical family. Uh, my father uh, was uh, a musician. And um, when he knew that he was about to have a family, he moved us to the country. So I grew up in a town of 50 people. It's called New Sarum, Ontario. So as small as you can really get. I think it's called a hamlet, actually. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it's like I... I would not not change a thing about how I grew up um, being like rooted and being able to have the freedom of living in the country was such an amazing um, place to grow like like even have your brain grow you know you know I wasn't attached to a television um, we had very limited television <laughs> um, and most of our time was spent in the woods so lots of imagination and um, you know I yeah, I definitely am. I, I'm now in the, in the city. I've been here for nine years and only because of what I was pursuing is, you know, I couldn't really do that from a small town. Um, miss the country, I'm not going to lie. And I spend as much time as I can there whenever I can. Um, but my journey kind of started when I was 14 and uh, my aunt saw um, um, a, a listing, like an advertisement for Model Search America. So um, on Sunday drinks on Sundays, I would get a really fuzzy picture of fashion television. And I just remember like always watching that entry song, like dun, 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 and just being like, whoa, like the power and like the fun and all that stuff. Um, and it was something that interested me because I mean, I have so far removed from something like that. Um, so anyways, my aunt took me to Model Search America. I was scouted. I did the photo shoot. I went to New York. And then, um, I mean, being so young, my parents were very like hesitant to allow me to kind of break into an industry that was so, um, you know, big and mature and different than what I'm used to. So um, I did finish high school, finished all my schooling. Um, I modeled in kind of local stuff, like mall stuff, and um, and and just kind of dipped my toe in that way. And then when I was 18, I came to Toronto and was signed to an agency here. And then from there, it just was kind of a branched out. I I um I was a late bloomer and always like I, everything was so big to me. Um, and traveling alone was definitely a huge growing experience and really um, taught me a lot about myself and allowed me to really um, feel confident in myself at a young age because traveling alone will do that. It'll make you grow up really fast. So, yeah. That's kind yeah. of where the start happened. Yeah. Well, and and so now, I mean, you got exposed to a lot of different things, a lot of great people, I'm sure too, that that help from the other side. But um, you're really kind of heavily into um, pushing that kind of music side of of what you do now. What? Why the? Was is it a big transition? Is it something you were always doing or wanted to just kind of now focus on? How does that? How did that work? Yeah. So I mean, so that's the funny thing. Modeling was never the passion, and it and it was never the thing that was like I want model because I mean I think that also growing up in the country I had a really deeper sense of self and I, I don't know if that I mean that's just totally my own perspective yeah. but I don't know I feel like spending that much time alone like I just knew myself really well and I actually wrote started writing music when I was six years old so my journey in songwriting started really young um, I think the only reason why music became so much more of a passion in the last 
nine years would be because up until that point, I don't know if I really found my voice. Um, I love to sing. People told me I had a great voice and so on and so forth, but I didn't know if I really believed in myself. Uh, and also being in the family that I was in, um, my dad was a, a really great father and is a great father, but he was more so um, into my brother being the one that was the one that carried the torch for music. He kind of wanted a different path for me, so I felt that a lot. Um, and, but the great thing is, is that my brother is in music as well. So we actually play a lot together. Yeah. 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 I, and people say, people that interact with you say your, your drive is, is pretty palpable that way. Mm -hmm. um, where does that come from? Oh, you know what? I'm just, um, I think everything that I've done has been entrepreneurial. So I think that like even modeling is entrepreneurial. Like I, I learned very quickly that, you know, I was sitting beside girls and that totally like made me feel like, oh my God, like what am I doing here? But once I realized the switch that happens inside and in here is the most powerful, I realized that like I could do any, like, I know that sounds so cheesy, but I could do anything because, you know, although I was this small town girl, I'm sitting beside these people that seem to have much more experience than me. I was like, what do I have to offer? And for me, it was like, I like, I know I'm personable and I know that I have like this great personality and I'm like, I'm going to go in. And I remember telling myself this when I was like 16 years old, I'm like, I'm going to go in, I'm going to shake their hand and I'm going to tell them who I am. And by the time I leave, I'm going to make sure they know my name. And that was my it was just my approach and then I found it worked because I started booking things and I remember the first thing that I booked was a cover for a, a magazine and I remember going home and being like mom I think they knew my name when I left like seriously <laughs> I was like I'm here and I'm from small town sorry my dad that's okay that's okay take <laughs> <laughs> this guy's the troublemaker right here oh uh, he's cute <laughs> uh, hey get out <laughs> <laughs> have to break them up sometimes gotcha. um but yeah no. <laughs> but yeah for for me it was like it was the switch the the inner switch and i mean i'm not to say that i never had self-doubt or anything like that but i don't know i just i i grew up with a my mom was a very strong um woman and i really looked up to her and she just never quit like she never quit anything she did it was like i'm gonna be the best at it and no matter what like i'm just i'm gonna try my hardest and I feel like I, I definitely was gifted in having a mom that also um, made me feel that way. Like I was, I could do anything. I could do anything in her eyes. I could sell ice cubes and she'd be like, you're the freaking best ice cube seller ever. You know, so the support really helped because I never once wanted to really ever work for anybody my entire life. I always was like thinking outside the box, uh, starting in high school, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. I mean, I, and even as kids, like my brother and I would go and pick berries in the wild and put, put, pick wild asparagus and sell it on the side of the road. And like, it was funny. My neighbors were just like, oh, these poor kids selling these. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, give us your money. That probably yeah. worked for you. Instead, instead they're giving worked. you money anyway, yeah. right? It's so. sold out every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. You know, you talked about, uh, you know, that self-talk you, you do as well. Uh, do you find, uh, I mean, because as you, as you get higher and higher up in your industry and everything else, that, do you feel, do you have to continue to do that? Is that something that still happens with you? Definitely those days where I just like, I wake up and it's hard and 
Um, what I found to, to kind of battle that during this, especially, yeah. was I got up and I made my bed, which I had never done before. I don't... <laughs> and I made sure I made my bed in the morning and I stuck a pot of coffee on and I sat at my piano and I was just like, okay, every day I'm going to do this for a couple hours in the morning. And I opened my door and my, my neighbors can always hear me playing. And I'd be like, today I'm just gonna write something. And if I have a, a block, I'm going to just look something up and play something and learn something. Because you know, it's, it's funny, once you're out of the schooling system, it's like, when do you really learn things unless you really push yourself to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so, so you've obviously built up some kind of resilience as well as you've done that, because these are the things that test that. Um, it, where does that come from for you? Like, has it, has it been struggles that you've had before? Or is it, um, is it just kind of, you know, compounds over time? Yeah, I mean, I think everyone has, everyone is like, has been bullied or anything in, 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 their, in their past. And I think that just makes you a, you know, a, a, a tougher skinned adult. Um, yeah. I was like, I was definitely like an awkward kid. Um, and then growing up, I definitely, um, you know, the modeling industry was the most, um, harmful to anyone's psyche because yeah. you're literally being picked apart every moment for how you look or you're not good enough or you're not what they want your hair's this or your skin's bad or like it's just like negative after negative like it really is one of those industries where you're never good enough for anybody you know yeah um and it was, that was really hard because I never even thought about it. I mean, there were definitely demons that come along with the industry. Like you, eating disorders are a natural everyday thing in that industry because every time you walk into an office or a, or a brand, they're going to measure you. And it's like the, all of the things that happen from that are just like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's really taxing and it's not for everybody. And I don't, I don't even know if it was for me, but... I do realize that I, um, to, to have overcome that, I know that I'm very strong because that was a lot. There was a lot all the time. Like when I was in different um, countries, you know, being alone and like having that self-discipline um, was really hard, you know, going to the gym and trying to eat right. And then, you know, in Asia, you would actually stand in a lineup and you would be hope, like you would be like you literally, they would come to you and be like, no, or Yes. And you're like, wow. whoa, okay. And they tell you to leave. Like they tell you to leave just like that. And you're just like, well, that's a low blow if you've ever had one, you know? So, um, I mean, I, I'm not to say that it was the whole way through. I was, you know, this beacon of confidence, but I quit modeling multiple times. Um, mm -hmm. and then got back into it because I just, you know, you learn and, um, I think that I take a lot of that into what I'm doing now. And I'm very thankful for that because the industry of music is very similar and, and very, um, you need to have thick skin because there's a lot of opinions and there's a lot of, um, and that, you know, I, I dare say there's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it is a machine ran by men. So yeah. being a woman, it is a, it is definitely a, a more difficult Thing to navigate I've, I've realized do you find it's similar in music or is it different um it's different because you know well no both both you're a product i mean mm -hmm. let's just be honest um mm -hmm. both you're a product i know that um and, I'm, and i'll be totally honest to you probably i got my foot in the door because i'm 
of my modeling history. I'm whatever. Um, and, um, but it's really, the thing is, is that being an actual musician and a songwriter, you want to be seen for your product first. Like, I mean, I want people to listen to my music and have no idea who I am because if you really love what I do, like that's the most important thing to me, you know? Um, so it's same thing, both a product. However, I'm, I'm able to offer what I've always wanted to show, which is a part of me that people can't see, you know? So, yeah. So for me, my songwriting is very important. Um, yeah, and, and that's the difference. I mean, for me modeling, it felt very, very hollow. And I was like, I, every time I was kind of in, in doing any job, I literally would be like singing around the room or whatever, because yeah. I wanted people to see that I wasn't just an exterior. Um, to be, to be understood that like, and to be acknowledged for the fact that I, yeah, I can write a song and I can sing a song and I have so much more to offer. It was like the biggest, um, is actually why I quit modeling so many times and the reason why I wanted to do this so much, you know? Yeah. So. Cause it's probably what really draws you to it is that passion part of it as well. So, yeah. uh, um, so it, you've you've done lots of things. You've you've shared the stage with lots of really cool people. Um, yeah. I know re recently there was uh, you you were part of that kind of quarantine drive-in series piece too. Is mm -hmm. uh, and there were big names attached with that as well. Are there are there names that you or people that you've kind of been able to to kind of be alongside that that you were really affected by so far? Um, you know what, and this is an old name, um, but yeah. when I was first starting songwriting, um, my dad and his musical connections, um, he was like, you know, it would be really good for you to write with somebody else. And um, that was Skip Prokop from Lighthouse. Yeah, so, that's cool. You know, that's, yeah, it was yeah. really cool. Him and I, I was 14 or I think, yeah, 14. Him and I would sit there and we just, and we'd write and we'd have like, two songwriting sessions a week and you know he was very influential in like my beginning of like really finding that groove in songwriting yeah um after that uh funny enough i went on the road with a couple pretty big bands i was through la and for about two years um with um audio slave and 30 seconds to mars and seether and ooh, the used um, and toured like a, I did a bit of a tour with them. And, you know, whenever we had a moment, I would be writing music with Jared Leto in the green room, you know, or yeah. um, just coming up with different ideas and melodies. And, and, and yeah, that was definitely a really cool, cool time. Um, recently, I would say, you know, I've really, um, I've worked with some really great musicians. Like I, it's funny, I, the mus the musicians I've worked with, um, Joseph Pelin, and he's kind of, um, he's an up and comer in the Toronto industry. Um, just an amazing soul. I think his spirit is what really attracted me to him. I met him at a coffee shop and didn't even know he played guitar. Really? But he's, um, yeah, just that aura about him was that like old 70s energy that I was like, ah, oh, this guy's got something. And anyways, him and I have really like uh, enjoyed playing together or um, writing together too. Yeah. But yeah, no, the, the concert is a really cool um, opportunity to get up on stage with some people. And um, a lot of them I had, like, I've met in the in the past and had, like, had conversations with. And um, and even something might even come from that concert, like, collaboratively. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And, and at a time where it's difficult to kind of have some of those connections. So uh, having that drive-in series is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so you seem like you're pretty 
pretty driven with um, goals. Um, how do you kind of set that for yourself? Like, do you, do you have a very specific, I want to be here by this time, or is it something that just evolves? Like, it, it, how do you do it in, in the industry you're in? Yes. I mean, I, I, I set my bar really high all the yeah. time and I keep shooting for it. And if I come a little short, I just try again. So, um, I mean, with the situation, obviously some things were, are, are set back. That's just natural. However, during this situation, I've been self-managed up until now. So I really have done all of this on my own um, from my laptop. And, you know, even just like social media is such a daily chore. Like, I mean, what to put out is like a daily chore. It's like, I don't know what to, you know, put out there today or whatever. Um, so, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I, sh I, I, I definitely set the goal for my music. This year I wanted management and I wanted um, a team because um, I was feeling I was kind of like getting everywhere I could on my own, but to have that, that extra person to take a bit of like the, the load and also to keep me in a little bit more of a line it was what I wanted. Um, so I did I actually just signed with um, um, MDC music group uh, about a month ago. And I'm really excited because up until this point, I was like, okay, I'm just going to re start releasing music because I have finished a an album. Um, and that was done in the last seven months. So I've got all this stuff ready to go, but I'm like, oh, you know, just to release it on Spotify. I mean, that's great. But I mean, you really want to push it as far as it can go. Um, and if you have a great product, like I know I do, you really <laughs> want everyone to hear it, right? Yeah. So, um, so I found this, so the management company is MDC Music and yeah. I get, we get along like amazingly. There's a great team there. Um, and then I'm really excited because we're actually shooting uh, my first full length music video at the end of this month for a song we're gonna be releasing early 2021. Because there's a lot of planning that has to go into like actually releasing a global release. Yeah. So um, yeah, but for goals, honestly, all I do is I get up and I'm like, what the heck do I have to do today? Um, yeah. I try not to stress. I know that maybe that sounds like a lax way to do it, but I really, really try to like live every day with as less stress as possible. Yeah. And that, that to me, that is, you know, I take on doable tasks in the, you know, I don't, I don't over, I'm like, okay, today I need to like update the web. That's got to get done. Uh, you know, contact this photographer for whatever. Um, my goals, I just set them daily and I just, I, 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 I don't overload them because I feel like if you get overwhelmed then you just get deterred, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, and, and you, you spend a lot of that time almost building your brand that way. Is that something that you, like, is that, is that a focus for you is to build your brand? And, and that's why you're thinking through some of the, the social, social media pieces, all those things. Definitely. I mean, I mean, 2020 is all about social media and it's just, you know, one of those things. I, it was a really kind of like weird thing for me to like even navigate because growing up in the country, like we, we had like a computer and like, not like a dial up, you know, like, yeah, so I don't yeah. know. Um, to, I don't know. It's still, it's still one of those things I kind of struggle with kind of on a, like on a daily because I'm like, Oh, what do I put out there? Like, I don't want to just like post about a smoothie, which I <laughs> like, maybe that's what I did today. Like, I don't know. But you know what I mean? Cause you want it to be authentic. You want to be authentic, but you also don't want to be like, I, I don't know. It's no, social media. Yeah. So the last four years I really started to, um, 
see the the value in social media and coming into like the management i actually i'm very glad that i did that um that work because it was work it was yeah. posting every day and being really honest with people and also like interacting with people and people i don't you don't know you know what i mean so yeah. it's like okay cool and treating them like you know them so it's this funny thing um but i i did make it a um an, a concerted effort over the last three four years to really build the brand because that is now with labels and so on people they're not looking at people unless you actually do have that following already yeah yeah they want to see that you're gonna do it right so yep yeah, yeah, that that's one of the metrics now about whether you even get yeah. in the door at the front end. It was it was interesting. I just recently spoke with um, Bruce Croxon, who used to be a dra on Dragon's Den, and uh, he's an investor now. Uh, well, yeah. was before, but he he talked about that um, celebrity piece and never really getting comfortable with it, even though you know he said it's always strange when somebody sees you in an airport. And in my head, I don't really know about should I know them or do I not know them at all, other than this mm -hmm. face they see right so it's um, yeah. it's interesting how that works now um, so you've worked with lots of cool people so far um, is there somebody that um, you know in your head that one day I would absolutely you know who's the dream person you'd love to work with at some point oh man you know what I would love to sing a song with I mean and and it's funny because I, I get Halsey but I would love to sing a song with Halsey yeah, I, yeah. I her her emotion and everything is just like crazy um i love halsey i love pink i've always worshipped her I, I that would be an amazing yeah. thing um some kind of girl power song or something i don't know yeah yeah um uh and i'd love to do like a duet with like um uh louis louis capaldi yeah yeah like someone you loved you know yeah like, that's yeah song. like oh, i harmonize to it all the time and i'm just like oh this would just be such a beautiful song to sing with somebody but very cool. Yeah. I, Very cool. Yeah. And, and do you plan on, like, it, this is something where you have to, um, you know, kind of set goals a little bit differently in the next little while. Do you see yourself, you know, are, are you going to be able to do a regular kind of tour at some point or how do those, how do those things work? How are they planning on, on doing yeah. that for the next little while? You know, it's, uh, it's crazy because even, even my management has no idea. Like yeah. we're all just kind of like guessing right now. I mean, I've actually, I've asked some of the bigger venues in the city um, <clears throat> about shows and yeah. the problem is people dancing and having a good time. So yeah. it's hard to keep people to their tables. Um, however, the, you know, you're talking about Dragon's Den, Michael Wackerly yep. is actually, he had a grand opening uh, featuring Big Rec last night yeah. <clears throat> um, and uh, at the Alma Combo. So he's been working on that for a couple of years to get that back and up and running. Um, and actually my brother's a big part of that as well. Yeah. So, I mean, that might be, there's a really interesting opportunity for live streaming music. Um, and I think that we could actually do something along those lines, but, you know, you know, having, uh, which they have there, like a great production team um, right. filming live music. And, you know, if the sports don't pan out here in Toronto, there's not that much to be watching in the bars or on the patios. So it would be a really cool aspect to actually have live music and concerts being shown instead of sporting events. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Those are some ideas I've been kind of like That's humming great. about. And, yeah, I don't know. Well, well and it's a it's a way of also building that following too because if you are streaming yeah. whether you're the 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 organization doing it or whether you're the the artist it's a good way to build a following as well on top of that yeah, so it's a exactly. great idea it's so uh, different 
Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's that interaction piece because that was the other thing is, um, you know, I, your your performances are vigorating. You like to obviously connect with high energy. That you're doing. Yeah. They're high energy. So, uh, you know, is that, is that a piece, I guess, I'm assuming you miss it right now. Is, is that a difficult part for you having to do so much of this from, you know, home? Yeah, definitely. I, I think every artist misses it. And it's just like, and yeah, definitely. I, I know I've, all of my friend, artist community, we're all like, come on, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It, it's, it's definitely different, but. We just go with it, right? It is what it is. At some point, it'll change. We just don't know exactly how and when. So Exactly. Uh, so one of the things that we always ask all of our guests is um, like a, a two to three kind of actionable things that somebody who's listening to could do to kind of push themselves forward. And, and since you um, are, are in that space where you really have kind of a, a passion and have started to really move forward with that passion, there are lots of people out there that are maybe not doing what they feel really passionate about. Um, you have two or three kind of things that you think somebody should, should think to do just to move themselves along the path of finding their passion and maybe moving towards it. Find a community of people that are like-minded. Um, I, I, you know, maybe you come from a family that isn't supportive of whatever it is your dream is or you're somebody that just came from a totally different bringing and you have interest in something. Yep. Um, I would say 100% find a community and try to integrate with the community to really involve yourself in all the aspects of your passion. Yeah. So say, and whatever that may be. Um, two, I would say get educated and anything that you do, you need to know what you're doing. Uh, even myself, I've taken performance uh, classes and I've had coaching um, and I found it really just opened up, even though I didn't even think I needed it, to be honest, at the beginning, yeah. it just opened up new ideas and allowed me to really like understand my artistry. Um, and number one, I mean, number one is you are, you, you will always be your biggest fan and you'll always be your biggest enemy. So really know how to navigate that within yourself. Um, and that's something I've really, I've had to learn this entire, I, we all have to learn, yeah. but um, 100%, what you need to do is your, your brain is the most powerful tool and your your inner voice and inner dialogue that you have every day. Sorry. Yeah. It's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> the inner dialogue that you have for yourself every day is the most important. No matter what anybody says to you, whether or not it's a no a million times, keep telling yourself yes, because if you work towards it, if you have that goal on a shelf and you're willing to put in the time, it will happen one day. Um, and it may seem like it'll take forever, but if you are willing to put in the work, like they say the 10,000 hour rule or whatever, yep. Yep. Um, it, it will eventually work out because if you're willing to put in that time and you're willing to go through everything that it may take for you to get there, um, there's a will, there's a way. Awesome. Okay, and how do, if people want to hear your music, want to find out more about you, what are the best ways of doing that, Danny? Yeah, um, I love to, I mean, Instagram has been my primary focus and I really do get back to people that DM me and want to talk. So yeah. um, if you find me at, at danny.underscoreducet, um, that's Instagram. On Spotify, if you can follow my account, it's always helpful to all art artists. Uh, it's Danny Doucette. Yeah. Um, on there right now, I actually have two songs that were, um, um, given for charity for a movie for um, saving elephants, actually. So that's a, that's a really cool thing on there. Yeah, very um, cool. And then, uh, yeah, Music.com is my website. Uh, a new one's being rebuilt at this moment. 
from my from the other company. Yep. But um, yeah, you can still find me on there as well. Awesome. Okay. Well, and we'll make sure in the show notes that we've got all the links in there so that that way, if you didn't get it, you can get right through to that right away. Um, thanks very much for sharing kind of all this information. It was great. And also thanks for, uh, so what is, what is the little dog's name? What is? <laughs> Ollie. So Ollie. There's two here. There's yeah, Ollie I knew there were two. Yeah. <laughs> well, very cool. Well, we'll make sure he's nice and prominent too, as he has. Yeah, yeah. That's the awesome. The little Ewok guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's very cute. Um, yeah. Okay, well, uh, thanks again. And, and to everybody listening, we will send that information out and we'll have it uh, so that you can um, get exposed to, to Danny's work. It's, it's fantastic. And, uh, um, you know, good luck in, in what you're doing over the next little while as well, Danny. Thank you so much, Jamie. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, I'm very excited to be be with you here today. And um, thank you so much. You have a great energy and uh, I really enjoyed being interviewed by you. Awesome. Well, thanks very much. And everybody else, if you haven't hit subscribe, do that on whatever podcasting platform you're on. Um, and you'll hear great guests like Danny every week. You'll have some good actionable things to do and to translate into your life. So um, we will talk again on big ideas, big moves.